Welcome. You are now tuned in to the Real Estate Investing Women podcast. Laura and myself, Liz, are a mother-daughter duo that has a combination of lifetime experience. With Laura having over 35 years of experience in the business, and I came in a little over seven years ago with a more modern and virtual approach to investing. Combined, we create a winning formula. We are dedicated to empowering women as they start or scale their own real estate investing journey. We offer a supportive community of like-minded women, up-to-date training and strategies, and showing you how to build a real estate investing business of your dreams around your lifestyle. We are going to share with you the real deal and real life experiences as it comes to real estate investing. Listen in, and today we will address a specific topic and answer your burning real estate questions. Be sure to email in your questions to be featured at questions at realestateinvestingwomen.com. Let's get started. Hello there. Um, just wanted to do a quick video here. We are actually revamping our luxury real estate training, and you probably heard us talking about that. We are hosting sometime in the near future, we're not sure the date yet, a, uh, a luxury real estate investing um, cruise basically here in Miami showing uh, the potential of luxury investing. And I wanted to share a little bit about my experience with luxury investing and um, you know my take on it. So when I started investing in real estate back in the 80s, as uh, all of you know, I actually started in Hawaii. And back then in Hawaii, that's pretty much everything was luxury real estate, you know, prices were off the roof. And uh, I also worked for a company which was specialized in luxury high-end properties. And uh, as, as a new agent, I started working in this company. And so I was sitting open houses and I was following these agents who were dealing with multi-million dollar properties. Um, the good thing about that is that it opened my mind up to the possibilities. It opened my mind up to not thinking that was anything different than any other type of real estate. You just had a zero, right? Um, and uh, so when I uh, was in Hawaii, I started investing in real estate for personal. I started doing basically house hacking, fix and flips, where I would buy these houses, live in myself, fix it up and then we will sell it and move on to a bigger house. So within about two years, I moved from a you know $200,000 townhouse to a $1.2 million um, pr property. And, uh, um, and that was how I did it. So basically it was moving up. Um, over the years, one thing though I realized is that as I was doing this, that was not what I, I did, I did that there, um, but some of the culture of a high-end property, you have to realize, is this for you basically, right? Because when you deal with higher-end property, you're dealing with a different type of sellers, a different type of buyers. You're not gonna market the same way you would do with regular real estate. You're not gonna find sellers the same way, um, and the same thing with buyers. Okay, so it is a mind shift that you have to do. So now in Hawaii, it was pretty natural because it was uh, pretty much, you know, I was into that environment. So I was dealing with certain type of sellers and buyers. When I moved to the mainland though, I went into transition more into what I call the regular side of real estate, start buying rentals, start doing wholesaling on more regular homes, also because of the area that I was in, you know, in the Midwest. Now I moved back down here to Miami, uh, again, 
higher end property, especially with the last few years, this is something I got back into myself because it's, uh, it's an easier target. There is more money circulating here and uh, it's uh, more of a luxury market that, you know, it's not gonna scare anybody away to spend several million dollars for a house. Um, so with that said, what can you do with higher end property? You can do, most of it you can do wholesaling and fix and flip, okay? Rentals, it depends how much, you know, you're willing to spend and uh, what type of rent you're gonna get. Personally, I don't do rentals with, fix and, uh, with higher end property. I'm more of a wholesaler and flipper with those, all is done. And uh, just because it, you know, I don't like to tie my money up for so long and using a lot of private money when you do higher end property is something that's easier for me to get in and out of, right? Um, now, private lenders, they don't, you know, they're not gonna look at a $3 million home, anything different that they're looking for a $300,000 house, believe it or not. Um, they're looking at the same things, you know, they're looking at how is their money protected, how they can back out to the deal. You can stack mortgages, meaning you can get a, a first mortgage and uh, with a private lender and the seller can do financing on the down payment portion. Uh, that's how I've done some of my recent fix and flips, so where I stack mortgages. Um, I like to do, personally right now, I like to do fix and flip more on a higher hand home because it makes more sense. I less work. It's not about quantity, so more about the quality or having more less properties. So I don't do as many, but I do more of a higher end. And when you do that, your profit is basically you add a zero instead of making you know two hundred. I mean twenty thirty thousand dollar profit, you make two hundred or more. Personally, if I do a higher end property, I like my profit to be around 150 or more, okay? Um, so that's the thing. Now going back into looking at uh, the type of sellers and buyer you're working with, because the sellers they're working with, sellers of higher end properties, they're not going to put themselves out there to let people know that they are in some type of distress, okay? Um, they're, they're more about keeping the appearance, I guess, so that everything is fine. So you're not gonna find them the same way. So you have to go more into uh, who do you know, right? So personally, um, I the deals that I come across on hiring property here in Miami, they're brought to me by um, realtors that I know that deal with that type of market. And so they know people that come to them, they want to list the property and they say, hey, are you interested in this property? So you market a little different when you go, you know, you don't do the um, regular, you know, go prep stream, pull a list and things like that. It's more about really filtrating into certain markets, into certain um, places like realtors. Um, when I, I don't do it right now, but when I was in Hawaii, I, I belong to the polo club, I belong to the country club, you know, we actually had to part of our company that we were working for. But then when you start working in these circles and you talk to people, you get to know people that are doing different things. That's how I came across a probate property that I ended up putting on the contract for myself in Hawaii, it was $1.2 million. So with that said, you know, you really get to know people within the circle. 
So when you deal with, you want to deal with higher end property, that's one of the things you have to do. The other thing is appearances also matter. And that's, that's why it's not like for everybody. So, you know, we don't, you know, I never want to judge a book by their cover. And, uh, and I'm definitely not a book can be judged by their cover. Okay. I am much more laid back. I like to leave uh, live below my means, meaning that I don't want to stress about money. <laughs> so I live a certain simple lifestyle that what I could afford, but that's me, right? So that's the thing that a lot of people, um, when you start dealing with property, you have to keep up a certain appearance. You have to drive a certain car, wear certain clothes, be designer oriented, go to certain circles and things of that nature. When you deal with regular side of real estate and you go, you know, talk to a distressed seller, you don't want to flaunt your Porsche. And as, it's kind of the funny story I share, you know, back when I started dealing with private lenders about 15 years, 15, 20 years ago, I had two cars. I, well, actually three, but I had a Porsche, a Hummer, and then I had Toyota Camry. So when I was dealing with going meeting sellers, distressed, you know, pre-foreclosures or you know, any situation, I was actually driving the Toyota Camry. When I was meeting with my private lenders for dinner or doing other things with people that had the money, I was driving my Porsche or Hummer. So with that said, you have to keep up a certain appearance, right? You have to just show that, you know, people, even if they're in distress, they don't want to see you in distress. Let's put it that way. Um, the same thing with the buyers, you know, the buyers obviously want to see that you're doing well and you know what you're doing and they're judging a lot about your appearance. That's, that's not for everybody, right? Some of you might say I'm reluctant to put up that facade. Um, as far as the buyers are concerned, who are your buyers of these higher end property? They're not necessarily owner occupants. Um, a lot of the buyers that I deal with are investors. They're buying on a way, what they call to park their money. So especially here in South Florida, they will buy a higher end home. Uh, and uh, one of the buyers I had was from South America um, and he was buying money because he didn't want to put money in this country, right? So you're dealing with a lot of people that are in trying to invest into property. Um, there is an area here in um, uh, South Florida, it's on Deerfield Beach. And if any of you know, they are this gorgeous home along the ocean, totally empty. They're like dozens of these homes. And uh, years ago, I was wondering what was going on here. And one time I had a student, actually, he was a construction, he was a general contractor, and he was doing work up on these homes. And he said to me, these homes I owned by investors, you know, 20, 30, 40 million dollar homes, they're owned by investors who park their money. So basically they create these corporations and each one puts you know, several million dollars uh, they're sharing to this corporation and they buy these homes. And um, they, um, you know, nobody lives in them. They, uh, some of them they do, they rent them out for like, you know, very high rents, but most of them they don't. And uh, they have a security guard going there every week, you know, making sure things are okay. They have a cleaning team. Um, a lot of them are vacant, don't even have furniture. So it's a, just an investment, right? Because they say, okay, I buy this home for $20 million or I build this home on the beach for $20 million and it's worth 20 today. It's going to be worth 25 and so forth. So you can just imagine over the last few years, 
You saw almost I was looking at about say six, seven years ago, they were $20 million. Now they're probably doubled, okay? Especially the last few years. So that's another thing that they do. So the buyer of these homes are people that you have to look for different buyers. You're not gonna look the same way that you're looking for regular homes. You don't do the search, oh, you know, who is the buyer that bought the last houses for cash? Well, you can do that too. But again, it's more infiltrating into different circles that have this type of investors and buyers. It's more about connections with people that have this type of money and have this type of buyers. You know, a lot of the time here in Florida, the private lenders that I work with have those type of buyers or are those type of buyers, you know? So it's more about really infiltrating into certain circles. So with all this said is uh, uh, some of you are going to be in the prime market to do this locally, okay? Good market to do selection investing is here, Miami, South Florida. Um, another market is California, several spots in California. Um, another market is uh, Denver, Colorado. Um, so Seattle, Washington. So those are markets that stand out for this type of investing. Mainly you're gonna do wholesaling, meaning you're gonna come across this property that do need quite a bit of work, but you don't wanna do it, or you know you can pass them up to a rehabber that does specialize on this. Um, or you can do fix and flips. Mainly that's what I've done for selling and fix and flips. I don't necessarily do rentals on these type of properties. Um, like I said, you might be in the market or willing to invest in those markets, you are um, the type of person that is willing to build a certain persona around them and are not afraid to do so. And also you're okay in going to, um, you know, connect with certain type of groups and clubs and networking with certain type of individuals. Um, and like I said, you have to keep up also a exterior appearance. And then also as far as the buyers are concerned, again, you are okay with connecting with certain type of people that will bring you the buyers. So you have to be a little different than the regular quote unquote real estate investor. Um, I am the only coach in the country that does coach on luxury property. I think I see a lot of training online about agents for hiring property, but not as investors. And I think because people don't really know how to deal with the hiring properties and the few people that do deal with hiring properties Kind of keep it to themselves. Um, I think it's a great market in certain markets, not everywhere, and um, and because you also want not just the supply of property, but you want also the buyers that will buy this property, right? So it's not just you have to make sure that there is money exchange in both directions. So that's why it's very much targeted to certain markets. But again, if you are the type of person, it's definitely something very, very lucrative. It's more about quality instead of quantity. So even if you do one or two properties a year, you're making really good money instead of doing volume. And that wraps up another episode of our REIW podcast. We're thrilled to have you as a listener, and we hope you have found today's discussion helpful. If you're looking to take things to the next level or just get started in investing, consider following us on our social media. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you name it, at Real Estate Investing Women. Or check out our website at www.realestateinvestingwomen.com. 
Talk to you soon.